Okay, I wanted to pop on today because every single week I get so many DMs asking me to do Instagram bio and content audits. And whilst I would love to do that for every single one of you, it just isn't possible. So I wanted to let you know that if you have been waiting around and wanting me to audit your Instagram account, now is your chance because I'm hosting a private 45 minute live masterclass where I'll be auditing one of your Instagram accounts live and teaching you how to up level your Instagram game. Now, this offer is exclusive to anyone who purchases our Insta Influence Kit, which launches in just a few days. And I'm so excited from the waitlist. So if you're dying to save your seat inside this masterclass and be the first to unlock over 100 social media content and templates and dive deep into our BB3 content formula, this is your chance. So if you subscribe to the waitlist and you buy IIK from the waitlist, you could be in with chance of getting your Instagram account audited by me live on a call for 45 minutes where we really dive deep into your Instagram strategy and help you up level across the board. So if you're ready, this is going to be the most epic product and I know you're absolutely going to love it. So hit the link in the show notes below and hop on the waitlist and you'll be one of the first to know when IIK launches and it means you'll throw your hat in the ring to get an Instagram audit live by me. Now let's get back to the episode. You have time. Don't just sell yourself short and just stick to one thing because you think that that's all that you can do. If there is another passion or something that is in the back of your mind that you feel is right or feels like something that you may want to do, do it. Do whatever you can with the time that you have. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Alice, co-founder and CEO of Boss Babe and your host for this episode. I am so excited about today's guest. So Cammie Crawford is the host of MTV's Catfish. She's also a content producer, model and former Miss Teen USA. And she has a love for all things beauty, fashion, dating and pop culture. This interview goes all over the place. I mean, we talk about everything from getting uncomfortable to taking opportunities that seem so far out of your comfort zone to intuition, manifestation, online dating during COVID, you name it, we go there. We just curled up, had the most awesome conversation and it's just going to feel like you're a total fly on the wall. So I hope you love it. We're going to dive straight in and as always, take a screenshot, share your biggest takeaways and Instagram stories, tag me at IamNatalie at BossBabe.inc and then if you could also leave a review, that would mean the world to me. So with that, let's dive straight in. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Vision of success. Okay, welcome to the podcast and I just want you to introduce yourself to everyone if they don't know of you because you basically do and have done so many things that it blows my mind. Thank you. I love that. I am Cammie Crawford. I am a TV host. I currently host the show Catfish on MTV. I've been a model for God knows how long. I have no idea. In like the curve space, which is really fun because you can be however you want. And I do a lot of digital partnerships on social media with different brands yeah, I mean, I have my hand in a lot of different things. <laughs> Former Miss Teen USA, no big deal. 
Yes. Oh my God. I forget about that one. That was 10 years ago now. I was Miss Teen USA in 2010. And yeah, interesting experience. I feel like I've lived many lives in my almost 28 years of life, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I were the same age and I was reading your bio. Did she just start the minute you came out the womb? Just like, <laughs> let's go. Let's get started. Not at all. I thought that I was going to be a doctor pretty much my whole life. After graduating from high school, I was like, I want to be a dermatologist, but I want to do this pageant real quick. So I did Miss Teen USA and then I ended up winning. So it brings so many different new opportunities to the table. And that's when I really got introduced to on-camera work. And when you're younger and you have like a one-track mind of what you want to do, if you actually figure out what you want to do when you're young, it's hard to imagine being good at like multiple things. At least for me, it was. It was like, I'm good at this, so I'm going to do this. But switching over to communications and television was the best switch that I could have ever made in my entire life, obviously, because I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. So your life must have done a total 360 then wanting to be a doctor, then winning this pageant, I can imagine just really change your life overnight. Oh, yeah. I mean, it brings so many new opportunities. You really get to know yourself quite a bit. Because at least when I was competing, I was 17. When I won Miss Teen USA, and you have to move to New York City, at least when I was competing. Now, I think they allow the team to stay at home and go to school. But when it was my year, I got to move to New York and you become an adult. You have to grow up a little bit and more like a businesswoman and somewhat of a celebrity public figure type of person. And you live that life for a year. So it's important for you to have like a good head on your shoulders, especially if you're moving to Manhattan from being in like a small town. It's very different. Yeah. And so speaking of moving right now marks your two-year anniversary of moving to LA and saying manifesting the life and career that you've got now. What inspired that move and where were you at in your life when you decided that's it I'm moving? Oh god it was a dark place. It was a very dark place. I was going through my quarter century life crisis which any 25 year old knows mm-hmm. it is hard it is a struggle I was it was so bad I was living in New York City I'd been in New York when I was 17 when I moved there after winning the pageant and I was there for eight years and trying to make it in the tv space I had some gigs here and there and like it was good but I knew ultimately what I wanted to do was more like lifestyle pop culture tv at the time and I knew that I had to be in LA for that because that's where everything was. Like my dream when I first moved here was to be on E! News. And I ended up doing some of that when I got here. But I knew that in order to do those things, I had to be in LA, even though I did not want to move here. I never wanted to move to LA. I was such a New Yorker at that point. I was like, screw LA. I will never be in LA. And now I'm like, I will never be anywhere but LA. <laughs> I love it here so much. It's like a completely different transition. But yeah, that's where I was at the time. I was just like, if I want to further my career, this is the jump that I have to make. And it was going to be a huge sacrifice because my whole family is on the East Coast in Maryland. And it was just going to be completely different. But I knew that it was something that I had to do. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I moved to LA from the UK. I left all my family behind and I just knew it was something I had to do but it also doesn't make it easy. So what did like the first six months of moving look like for you? Did you come on your own? 
Well, first and foremost, I almost canceled the move like four times. Literally, like the day that the movers were supposed to come and pick up my stuff, I had just gotten back from filming my very first episode of Catfish ever. And I felt like that was maybe somewhat of a confirmation that this was the right thing to do, even though I didn't necessarily need to be in LA for Catfish. I just felt like this is the start. But the movers were coming the very next morning. Like I think I landed at like midnight and the movers were coming at 8am and I was like, it's not too late. I can still cancel this if I don't have to go. So that was first and foremost. But then once I got here, literally I fell asleep the next morning I woke up and I was like, this feels right. Like this feels good. And after that, I just ran with it. Like it was difficult, but I realized like I see my family outside of quarantine. I see my family probably just as much as I was seeing them when I was living in New York and going back and forth to Maryland. I moved here in September 9th, 2018. And I saw my family again, I think a month later for my birthday. Like it wasn't horrible. It was definitely doable. I had psyched myself out too much and I didn't need to. That's what I realized. So the first six months and I was working and I was moving and like I was getting meetings and I booked E and like all the things were happening that felt like validation and confirmation that I was in the right place. Yeah, I love that so much. How did you first get onto Catfish? Like what was that process like? So I had received an email from someone who said that they were in talent casting for the show. We have like a production company that puts on the show And I thought it was fake. I thought I was getting catfished. I was like, there's no (laughs) way I've been working in this industry for at that point, seven years, I think. I'm like, there's just no way like this doesn't happen. People don't book jobs like this, especially on the biggest TV shows on a network. But I was like, I'll play along. And so emailed back and forth. I looked her up, obviously, because I'm an investigator. I Googled her and tried to figure out as much as I could about her. And I was like, ah, maybe this is legit. Maybe it's not. Uh, who cares? And I just went with it. Like I said, I was having my quarter century life crisis. I was not in a good place mentally. I was so scrambled. I was a mess. And literally drinking a bottle of wine on my couch every night. Mess. I was a mess. And like, what am I going to do with my life kind of mess? Maybe I should get a just a regular nine to five kind of mess. Like it was messy. And... I was just like, what's the worst that could happen? And she was like, we're going to fly you to Iowa and you're going to do your first episode. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Sounds fun. I thought it was a joke. And I still like I was flying to Iowa in first class with a glass of champagne in my hand. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. This is a joke. And then I got there and I met all the producers and I was like, oh, this is funny, like funny joke. And then the next day... Neve walks in and we start recording and my heart literally must have, I don't know if it fell to my butt or if it like came <laughs> on my brain, but I was like, what is happening? I'm not mentally prepared for this moment at all. I was like, deep breath, just go with it. And after that, they asked me if I would want to come back and do two more episodes. And I did. And then after that, they were like, how about two more? And I did. And then they were like, how about four more? And then I did. And then it was last year in July, Neve called me and asked me if I wanted to be the full-time host. And I, of course, said yes. And here we are. So it happened fast. But what I realized is that it was a buildup of all the work that I had done for a really long time and just letting go and allow myself to 
receive these opportunities and never saying no to something that may seem a little off because sometimes that's exactly what you need. Sometimes you need to be a little uncomfortable in order to get to that next phase of your life and your career. The theme of this year at Boss Babe is keeping things simple. 2024 is already off to an incredible start. Team Boss Babe is coming off a huge launch that felt so easy, so stress-free and honestly energizing, which says a lot. Quick backstory, last year we did a full platform audit of the subscriptions, platforms and products we were using to run everything behind the scenes and basically cancelled 75% of our subscriptions to go all in on one platform, Kajabi. Listen, you guys, when I tell you I did the research, I did the research. Kajabi is our podcast sponsor and one of the main reasons we had effortless checkouts and an amazing customer experience during our most recent launch. The platform has everything you need to build a business online and allows for unlimited ways to diversify your revenue, build your brand, and turn your audience into paying customers. We actually used to have a custom membership platform. We moved all of our membership to Kajabi and it looks better and functions way easier than ever. We also used to have different platforms for things like landing pages, funnels, email campaigns, checkouts, you name it. And it is a breath of fresh air to have everything in one place in Kajabi. There's no need to have multiple platforms with zaps tying them all together. Instead, I really encourage you to go all in on one platform and I'm the biggest fan of Kajabi. They typically don't have extended free trials like this, but right now you can head to kajabi.com slash boss babe and get started with your free 30 day trial. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash boss babe for 30 days completely free to play in the platform and see if you love it just as much as we do. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. This episode is brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass is one of my favorite self-development platforms and I want to take a minute to talk about it because it's a place that I continue to refer back to every time I'm looking for inspiration and education. So if you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love it. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every single month. I recently enjoyed watching Anna DuVernay's class titled Reframe Your Thinking. She's an award-winning filmmaker and she walks you through how to reverse engineer a plan to defy your limits and reach the goal that you have in your vision. So not only does Masterclass have really tangible business development classes, but also includes classes in 10 other categories like food, woman lifestyle, music, wellness, design, so many more. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now, masterclass.com slash boss babe masterclass.com slash boss babe this year learn from the best to become the best with masterclass yeah that's exactly what I was going to point out because even when you were like I was going to be a doctor but I wanted to try this thing so I went and did it Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people they're like I don't have my passion I don't know what my purpose is and it can hold them back in this paralysis mode but actually you don't really figure out what you want to do or what you're meant to do unless you just do things and be willing to be uncomfortable and look silly and just try things oh you have to give in completely I have five younger sisters so I'm the oldest of six girls 
And I look at my sisters now. I have one sister that's 26. So she's in her zone. She's like working in New York and she knows what she's doing. But my two sisters, age 21 and 19, that are still in college. And I talked to my 21-year-old sister because this is her senior year of college. And she's like, before she had an internship this summer. So now she's better mentally at what it is that she thinks that she wants to do. But before that internship, she's like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know who I'm going to be. Like, I need to have this figured out. What am I doing? I'm like, you have no idea. You have no idea. You are 21. You can switch what you want to do 10 times if you want to. You have time. And I think that something that I didn't figure out until now you have time. Don't just sell yourself short and just stick to one thing because you think that that's all that you can do. If there is another passion or something that is in the back of your mind that you feel is right or feels like something that you may want to do, do it. There's no reason why you can't be in law school if that's what you want to do, but also take up calligraphy or something else or singing or whatever. It doesn't matter. Do whatever you can with the time that you have. I totally agree. And it's like when some people are like, well, I made my bed now. It's like, no, if you're still alive, you can change it. You can decide you want to go do something else. Yeah, totally. I completely agree with that. Yeah. And so when you jumped into Catfish, I know you were interested in investigative journalism, but how did you even get started? Were you just like, I'm really good at internet stalk? Like, how did Mm -hmm. it... How did you get good at this? I mean, that's basically it. I'm a Scorpio, so I am naturally very nosy, but not in like an (laughs) intrusive way. Just like people like to tell me things. And I realize that I'll be at the grocery store and somebody will tell me their whole life story and their drama and their divorce and their this and their cheating and a love affair and blah, blah, blah. And I love it. I love that people are (laughs) comfortable with confiding in me. And obviously I don't take that lightly. I'm also an empath. So a lot of the information does weigh on me sometimes. And I like I do to give thoughtful advice. So that's something that I've always been like, I've also always been the person that if my girlfriend calls me and she's like, Hey, I met this guy at a bar last weekend. And I don't know his last name, but I know his first name. And I know that he played lacrosse at I don't know, whatever school. I'm like, okay, no problem. Here he is. This is the vacation that he took in 2011 with his family. This is his two past ex-girlfriends. This is what they do now. (laughs) I can figure out the whole life map in literally five minutes. It takes me no time. It's honestly scary sometimes how little of time it takes me. So when I say investigative journalism, it's more like off-brand stalking, but it still works. (laughs) And it works, especially now in what I do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I feel like you're every girl's dream best friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Figure out, like, I met this guy. I don't even know his name. Can you give me his life story? Yep, no worries. Absolutely. No worries at all. Trust me. But I've also always been into, before I thought that I wanted to be a doctor, I thought that I might want to be in forensics because that was something that I was always interested in. And I watch all kinds of crazy shows about investigative journalism and about murder mysteries and all kinds of things. So I'm I'm always somebody who's trying to like piece things together and figure things out and get to the bottom of things. So that's always been something that I've been interested in and passionate about. But now I get to put all of those things together and give somewhat unsolicited, but mostly solicited advice on catfish. What's like one of the most crazy or shocking stories from Catfish that you've experienced so far? 
Oh, God. I bet you have so so many. many. (laughs) There's so many. I think anytime we have a returning catfish is always shocking to me because I'm like, this (laughs) scenario (laughs) would embarrass me so much if I was a catfish that I would be like, I'm never doing this again. But I think one of my favorite episodes that I've done so far is the one where our hopeful, which is like the person that we're helping, thought that she was talking to Chris Brown for like three years. And those situations, I'm just like, I think sometimes people like to ignore the signs and like the red (laughs) flags that are very blatantly in your face. But at the end of the day, I think that people are just looking for love anyway, and it doesn't really matter how that comes about. And I think we can relate to that more than ever right now, because we're living in a pandemic and everyone's looking for love virtually, whatever, like people are online dating more than ever right now. So I don't judge. I definitely don't judge. But some of the scenarios are so crazy and so wild that I'm like, I'll literally ask me like, are we living in a twilight zone? Or is this like actually happening? And he's like, no, it's happening. This is real. (laughs) How has it been doing it virtually? Has it been any different? I am enjoying it a lot. I definitely miss like the traveling aspect of it because you get to be in someone else's world. Most of the towns that we travel to are really rural places where there's not a lot going on. And sometimes it's easier to empathize with people when you're in their shoes and in their space. But I still love the virtual episodes because I feel like they're just as traumatizing for me, but also just as like (laughs) exciting and there's plenty of suspense. So I am enjoying it a lot for sure, but I am excited to get back out there and travel more and meet people where they're at. I think that that's more fun, but these are just as fun to watch. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm excited. What about virtual dating? I'm married, so I'm very disconnected from the dating world, but I have a lot of single (laughs) friends that have still been going at it during quarantine. Do you have any tips for anyone listening that is really just wanting to find someone and is struggling with the whole quarantine dating situation? Yeah, I mean, I've been in a relationship. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years. Could be a little bit longer. I actually don't know. It feels like I've known him my entire life, but I've never had a dating app or anything like that. So I always ask my friends about them and try to figure out more about them. And I definitely know all of them. But I say go for it. Why not? I think that not enough people are taking advantage of the virtual dating option, which I think is really cool. Because like I said, even though it's virtual, you do get a inside look at like another person's life. Most of these virtual dating situations are happening in each other's bedroom or like each other's kitchen or stuff like that. And I think that it forces people to be a little bit more creative and a little bit more honest. I think that people now more than ever are feeling a little bit more vulnerable and are happy with expressing themselves in a way that maybe before they wouldn't have because people are putting on a front. People are catfishing Mm -hmm. in real life as themselves. They're just not giving you the full scope of who they are. And I think now people are like, I don't want to waste any time. Let's get to know each other and see where this goes. So I say do it. But obviously, if the person isn't willing to get on like an actual FaceTime virtual date within the first two to three weeks, I think that it's time to find another situation because they may be catfishing you or they may not just have the bandwidth 
to date or like think that it's important. And I think right now, most of my friends that I know are like, I'm looking for someone to talk to for the rest of this quarantine, if not further than that. So don't waste your time with anybody who's not legitimately trying to get to know you and not willing to follow up. Like if they're not willing to follow up after you've had the virtual date, then don't get hung up on them, even if they were great. Figure out something else. There's plenty of fish in the sea. (laughs) I love that two to three week mark that if you don't want to get catfish, I love that tip. For me, I'm a Capricorn. And so efficiency is everything to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? This dating in quarantine could be so efficient because instead of like going for dinner and spending your whole night just checking out one person why not just line up five zooms on a friday night like get to it and really screen (laughs) listen getting cute during quarantine is a task so if you're gonna get cute and like put makeup on and like a nice dress or whatever you better have at least two to three lined up for the night Mm -hmm. because this isn't happening every single day (laughs) this is like so true a one night thing so yeah no you're right you could be doing so much you could be doing so much it's like speed dating yeah, it's like, just get to it, get efficient. Mm-hmm. I am terrible with that though, during quarantine. Like if I do my hair and makeup, you better believe I am creating enough story content for a week. I'm oh, doing, yeah. a f- like I am doing mm-hmm. everything you can imagine just to make the most of it. Cause it happens. I can't even remember last time I wore a bra. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I have been wearing the wireless. I have these ones from True Body that are like seamless. You can't even feel them. I'm not about the bra situation or the pants situation, honestly, if I could just be, but we're filming the show, so I have to put something on. But if it wasn't for us filming, I've honestly debated doing some no makeup episodes, but I think that my mom would kill me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust people that are wearing jeans during quarantine. Oh my God, no, no. The only jeans that I'm wearing are jeans that I have worn 10 times already that I haven't washed yet that are like nice and like they're not sucking onto my body and onto my yeah. stomach. I can't. It's too much. I'm like the queen of just, just shorts on the bottom and then trying to look professional on the top. Yeah, same. 1,000%. Okay, we're going to take a quick break right now to hear from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. New beginnings, new years means new opportunities to grow your business. And if part of your strategy is adding new team members to your team, LinkedIn jobs could help you find the right person quickly. To make things even better, your first job post is free. So the thing that I love most about LinkedIn jobs is you can actually screen candidates first. So you can post a job with very targeted screening questions and LinkedIn can put your role in front of more qualified candidates. That's something that's been really useful for us and has cut the time it's taken to find the right person. On top of that, LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is really easy and you can manage job posts and candidates from LinkedIn.com as every function is really streamlined onto one screen. The best part is you can do it from your iPhone whilst you're getting a blow dry, which is my favorite way to do it. So when your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash boss babe. Again, that's linkedin.com slash boss babe to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Let's jump straight into today's episode. So as well as being a host on Catfish, you also are still a model and you Mm -hmm. create a ton of content. And 
one thing that you talk about is anything over size four is plus sized, which to me is just mind blowing. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of your content, you really try to promote that body positivity, but I think that can be really, really hard, especially with social media. I mean, no one knows what anyone looks like anymore. And using filters is not wrong, but it also, it's just, it can be so, I can't imagine growing up with Instagram the way it is. I can't oh, imagine no. being 18 again. No. And so I think it's really important that we do have women speaking up and talking about, listen, if you're above a size four, it doesn't mean you are a plus size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, that's the industry standard for fashion, which saying it's a standard does not make it right or accurate. I don't even consider myself to be a plus size anything. I know that there are a lot of curve models that like to use plus size as like a term of endearment. But for me, when I think of plus size, I think of someone else telling me that whatever I have is extra or like Mm. added that's not necessary, but it's not in a kind or loving or endearing way. It's like a plus size person or plus size section versus making clothes that fit people just in general who are different sizes. And it doesn't matter. It shouldn't have to be a separate thing, but that's how I've seen it. But I know there are plenty of women who are like, I'm fat and I'm proud. I'm plus size and I'm proud. That's good for whoever it is that that speaks to. I don't knock that at all. But for me, I don't want a girl who looks like me or is bigger than me to look at me and say, well, if she's plus size, then what am I? I don't like that. I don't like when people compare themselves to me or to other people at all. I think that, you know, all sizes are important and all sizes are valid and all sizes are beautiful. And it doesn't matter as long as you are healthy. I don't think that you should limit yourself to whatever society says is beautiful and acceptable. I don't know if I can curse on here, but if that, like, we're not doing that. (laughs) We're not doing that. I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in even like skinny shaming. I don't believe in that either. Like there are plenty of girls who can't get over a size two. And I know plenty of my friends who are like, Oh, I just want to be thick. Like, I just want a booty. I, I've been trying to eat. I've been trying to do this. And it's like, that is also valid. That feeling is also valid. And people are shamed for being too thin. People are shamed for being too big. It's like, what does that even mean? Who cares? Yeah. As long as you feel good about yourself. I haven't owned a scale ever. Like, I think the last time I actually was getting on a scale was probably when I was preparing for Miss Teen USA. But I don't own that because it doesn't make me feel good to look at numbers that are irrelevant to me. It doesn't matter to me. To me, it matters when I look at myself in the mirror, how do I feel? And to be honest, like it's quarantine, so I haven't been feeling great. (laughs) I've been trying (laughs) to get back into it, but also like give yourself some slack, cut yourself some, a little bit of slack, give yourself some grace. Like there's no perfect quarantine anything going on right now. So don't compare yourself to people online. I know it's difficult. I definitely have people that I follow and I'm like, oh my God, did I really need to eat that ramen with the fried gyoza and like the spicy edamame covered in garlic and chili? Like, did I need to do that when I'm looking at Kayla Nicole's perfect body? But that will come when I'm ready. (laughs) I want it to that will come right now. What I want is the ramen and the foods that make me feel happy. (laughs) So just giving yourself a break, I think is so important. And I don't think that we do that enough. I think that there's so many 
a lot of skewed views on body image, particularly, I don't knock anybody for doing anything that makes them happy. So if plastic surgery makes you happy, go for it and do that. But I think that the idea of a woman's shape or a person's body is so skewed by a lot of what we see from celebrities that do have plastic surgery. And I think that a lot of younger girls are thinking that that's like the norm when it's not. These are things that have to be actually surgically done to make someone look a certain way. And I hate that that has become what's normal versus natural body shapes being just as beautiful and just as important. I think that a lot of people with natural bodies are not accepting themselves for how they are and who they are and accepting it just as, as much as we accept everything else. So that's my long winded way of saying, love yourself, no matter what, (laughs) who cares? You have plastic surgery. If you don't have plastic surgery, fine. But let's not knock the natural body girls out here too, because it's a struggle for us. It's a struggle for us to try to see ourselves represented as much as everybody else. Mm. And have you always been confident or was that something you had to learn along the way? When it comes to my body, my family is from Jamaica. And I think that our views on body image, they're just a little bit different than it is in America. It's not as westernized, I guess, when you think about body shape and how that should look. In the Caribbean, the thicker you are, the more men that want you because they say Mm -hmm. that that means that you can cook and you can have more (laughs) kids. And it's like, who even knows if that's even true? Like, that's probably bullshit. But either way, like... Right? Because if you look at, even across so many cultures, if you look at paintings of women hundreds of years ago, it was like, the bigger you are, the richer and healthier you are. Yes. And I have been saying that, like, the Renaissance woman, the way that they painted Renaissance women back in the day, that is my body goals that's what I'm looking for right now it's nice and soft that's what, that's what I'm going for <laughs> and then when quarantine is over I'll be nice and snatched and going for my <laughs> sports illustrated look we'll see it could switch up much as I want but I definitely struggled with confidence when I was a kid because I was bullied a lot every single day I had three main bullies and then some other stragglers along the way and it was really rough but I got to a point in my life where I was just, am I going to let these irrelevant people affect the way that I see myself? It took me a little while, but I realized at a young age, thankfully, that most of that was just projection. And I have my mom to thank for that because she was always telling me how beautiful and smart and amazing I am. And I'm a good friend and I'm all of these things. And she really instilled that in me. So Yeah, I mean, that was definitely helpful. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, so pivoting to back to when we talk about you moved to LA and you have manifested this amazing life and career. How do you manifest? Do you have any secrets, tips, rituals? I want to know all the things. Yeah, so I've been doing that actively since Miss Teen USA. Like I had a crown's everywhere I would buy anything that I would see because the crown that I wanted that I ended up winning was a silver crown with pink stones. So I had a keychain that had a silver crown with pink stones. Anytime I saw a silver crown with pink stones, I bought it. Just any trinket thing that I could hold, 
I would be in class just like drawing crowns and like literally, I mean, it sounds however it sounds, but this was my process, like just writing out Cammie Crawford, Miss Teen USA 2010 and like speaking things into existence. That's always been something that my parents have told me is important and speaking life into things, which is actually a tattoo I got on my one year anniversary here in LA, because it's important to speak life and positivity into what it is that you want out of your life. I know even my friends or my boyfriend, if they're talking about something and they're like, if I get, I always stop them like, no, when you get, Mm. because it's important. Like it's important as annoying as it may seem, you have to speak things as if they were true as if they were reality and it doesn't make you delusional doesn't mean that you're saying when I have a billion dollars like we're not talking about that we're talking about the immediate things that you're looking for when I pass my law exam when I run the mile or whatever it is that you want when you do these things and then as you're going about the process you've already put it in your head that this is what's going to happen for your life and you're already manifesting and putting out that good energy into the world I think that that is very, very important. And for me, I'm a Christian, so prayer is important to me, asking God for the things that I want, but also actively putting the things in order to be able to get there is important. But just speaking it, just saying it, because I think a lot of times we're so shy about what we want out of life, or we don't want to not get something. And then it'd be like, well, I said that I was going to get it. And I told everyone that this is what I was going to do. But either way, if you don't end up getting what it is that you're looking for, move on to the next thing. Maybe that thing was not for you. Maybe that was not your opportunity. And that's okay. Even with Catfish, that was how I went about it because they were still, it was like an audition process between myself and other guest hosts that were coming on. And Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard anything for a while about being the permanent host. And I was like, you know what, if this isn't it for me, then there has to be something else. I'll just have to move on to the next thing and you can't let it stop you. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel the same way. I feel like I've manifested so much of what I've been able to achieve. That's always been the number one thing. Yes. And I really know that it works. Yeah. Obviously, you have to take action, but it really works. It does. Because if you believe in your mind that it can be possible, then it really can one way or another. And maybe the one route that you're going is not the way. Maybe you have to pivot and try something different. But no matter what, if you really, really want something, you're going to make it happen. And it's going to happen for you. It's just a matter of when and how. And is it going to be this exact thing? Or is it going to be something slightly different, but still in the realm of what it is that I want to do? Because you never know until you try. Mm, so true the best thing that's worked for me has been visualization so like taking time to visualize the thing happening and how I will feel when it happens and bringing that emotion up it's just been I've not been able to not manifest anything I want yet it's just been a game changer yes no I agree okay so I'm really excited for the virtual season of catfish can you give me any little spoilers or anything like fun that's gonna happen anything to look forward to Yeah, so it's airing now. I think we're on episode four will air this Wednesday. So we're still in the process of filming as well. I don't know when we're going to stop filming because we've already filmed 10 episodes and typically every season has like 10 episode block. Oh, so you're going even longer? I think we might be. MTV is really into the episode so far and we have some 
crazy ones happening. I mean, we have an entanglement situation with infidelity and then the best friend. It's insane. We have a situation where I have a blow up with one of the catfish, which people love that. And that seems to always happen to me. (laughs) But I was dealing with a misogynist that needed to be handled. So I handled him. (laughs) So we're still going through it. We had a wild, wild episode two weeks ago, which I haven't seen the cut of it yet, but I can't wait to because it was the longest I think it was one of the longest shoots that we've ever had. And it's hard for me to not give it away, but it it was chaos. It's chaos. Oh my God. (laughs) I am. I didn't know there was already four. I'm going to dive in. This seems like the perfect binge watch. I've watched everything there is to watch on TV and beyond. Like there's nothing left. (laughs) Same. I've been rewatching RuPaul's Drag Race is like my favorite thing. I feel like now I just need mindless television that I can watch Mm -hmm. and not have to digest in any way. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been rewatching the same things that I've watched 5 million times. Yeah, same. Okay, well, thank you so much for being on here. This has been so much fun. Where can everyone find out about you? Where can everyone watch the new season of Catfish? Give me all the links. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I have been a Boss Babe fan for a long time. I've been following But you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Cami Crawford. And then Catfish is every Wednesday at 8, 7 Central on MTV. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, download a few more, and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossbabe.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag The Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. <laughs>